you find yourself with the same incurable curiosity as us, this is a place for you. This is Spiritual Smorgasbord with Cheyenne and Desiree. Desiree. Hi, Cheyenne. How are you? I'm amazing. How are you? I'm doing really freaking good. I bet you are. I really am. I don't have any like major freaking news. I just know that it, it feels different when you're living your purpose. Right? That's probably the best way I could say, like utilizing my time for literally everything that I yeah. want to do. I mean, you do kind of have a little bit of news. I mean, you haven't been doing many concerts because you're like traveling the world and being like, you know, Miss Beach Lady. But you did do That's a little true. bit of rebranding. I did do rebranding. Um, so I have it's so weird to try to figure out what to call it. So I it used to be called Wonderlust Organization and more. And then I realized that like I'm not coming to you to really organize your stuff. Right. And I don't want to be called an organizer. Right. Because I'm not. Because that's a that's like a byproduct. Right. It really is a byproduct of the service. Like Mm -hmm. we're we're going to have to do that. But what I'm offering is let go in a line. And as far as like so I'm going to take techniques inspired by feng shui. Mm -hmm. um, Techniques expired. Uh, expired what <laughs> it's inspired <not> inspired <laughs> by like reiki mm-hmm. um and obviously just using my intuition on everything so essentially like yeah if you wanted to like declutter your house or you know like the energy just feels funky letting go of what like doesn't letting serve go you. of what doesn't serve you yeah um and i the idea came to me from just my personal experience with my awakening and how in depth all of these like people came in to help me like you like you were with BioWell and um like I called you all the time and would be like this happened to me is this totally normal or should I go to a psych ward right <laughs> like what's going on because yeah. I still hadn't done the spirit science bridge yet like I it wasn't there to me yet mm-hmm. um so uh Yeah, I mean, I just noticed like some people like they had their this is what I can do for you. And then like you're going to go along on your journey. You find some gatekeepers along the way that like try to heal you to I'm your healer. Like you come back to me if you need it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was completely turned off by that. Mm -hmm. But I'm also like so, so kind hearted that I'm like, oh. I don't want to quit working with them, Mm -hmm. but like you have to, because they're not your person. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so again, just like through my own experience, um, I realized that I am comfortable with going into the thick of it with Mm -hmm. you, whether it's like a beginner part, whether it's a dark night of the soul, whether, I mean, you don't even have to use spiritual terms. It could be like a family death, a pet death, just some weird like transitional period. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people really, really struggle. And that is um, in the darkness is where a lot of people that are not equipped with the darkness or the emotional code of the darkness just kind of go hands off. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, that's a little too much for me. That's, you know, you shouldn't be talking about those feelings like that. Um, 
I believe that's why I'm here Mm -hmm. is to literally like help people with those times where everybody else goes hands off. I go super fucking hands on with you (laughs) and not just like with you, with, you know, you're, you're coming into your true self and who you're supposed to be and just kind of helping you unwind yourself. But if you, for instance, like if you go out and you get Reiki, mm-hmm. right? And you feel amazing and you get in your car and you can see clear and you just, everybody has a different experience, but I can always see clear. Like I, that's the only way I can describe it. Mm-hmm. But then you go back home and for some reason that new energy has just escaped you when you walked into your home because the old energy because is the in old your energy home. is there and mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like oh i just need to sage and do an affirmation what whatever your technique is to clear the energy it's talking about teaching you about how yin and yang energy move all through the universe through like the meridian lines of the earth and the universe mm-hmm. so if for instance If I lived at the bottom of a mountain and yin and yang started at the top of a mountain and you picture yin and yang energy like wind coming through a house with all the windows open and I had a pile of clothes on the floor that prevents the yin and yang energy and it becomes stagnant energy. Mm -hmm. So another interpretation of it is a beautiful creek bed um, running water like you you can see it now like the sun piercing through the water the pebbles highlighting you want to be in that water mm-hmm. you keep walking down the creek bed and you find little pools of stagnant mossy bacteria gnat filled water and you're like I probably shouldn't drink that I'll probably die and I don't even want to put my feet into it so these stagnant piles of energy are literally your personal items that you've held on to. They are gifts that other people have given to you. They're things you feel obligated to keep because people gave them to you. Um, my biggest thing is I have so many trinkets from like sentimental things in my life that it's like my time machine to go back and, oh, I remember that. And, oh, that was a good time. And da, 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 da. oh, that person gave that to me. Um But really like going in and auditing your house is a part of like your body. Like if my body's my temple and I should quit eating McDonald's and I should probably eat like, you know, live foods. It's the same thing with your house. Mm -hmm. So long business pitch longer. (laughs) Um, I decided to rebranding. Speaking of (laughs) rebranding, I decided to rebrand the company called Let Go and Align. And um that fits it perfectly for me because that actually shows you what I'm capable of doing. Not only are you paying for me to like hold your hand through whatever transitional, emotional, energetic period you're coming through. I'm also going to help you unwind. Like, why do you feel it necessary to hold on to these things that you don't, you literally don't know you need or have, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't want to be like, I love going through basements, basements and crawl spaces because that's a lie. (laughs) That's a fat freaking charge. If you're like, come help me with my basement, you're providing me a hazmat suit. Right. You know, like I don't do spiders and GMO crickets and snakes and anything like that. Um, I'm not, I don't do like hoarding situations. Right. Um, The thing that I found I'm called to is helping with um, uh, after death transitions Mm -hmm. and you know what do you do with the loved one stuff after they pass away because it becomes sacred Mm -hmm. every the a kleenex they use a pen they wrote with a penny they had in their pocket it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. you know firsthand 
Every piece of that is sacred, but it's actually not good for you, your purpose, your energy field, and your evolution to hang on to all of this stuff because it's just showing you um, you need to observe more than you are attached. Right. Mm -hmm. So I started probably within the last year, just like small little research on myself. And I think that's how the company kind of invented itself through my meditations. And, you know, how can I take these gifts and make them into tangible, profitable businesses where I'm still able to help humanity? Mm hmm. And my friends and my family. Like, right. I don't want to go clock into a nine to five that literally is just a paycheck. Like, I'm going to use my energy for the highest good. Right. But I also have to make money to provide for my family. Right. So in my meditations, I'm like, give me something tangible. Like, show me how I'm supposed to go in and help more, more at a deeper level. Mm -hmm. And that, again, is where I started having memories of all of the experiences I've had with other people. And I realized that there was a certain point, not necessarily that they were just like, oh, I stop here. Bye. You're on your own. Like, enjoy the dark forest. Mm -hmm. But that's as far as their expertise went for me. And that's all they needed for me. So, you know, one of my friends is getting ready to like do a birth chart reading and go start doing Reiki. And she's really wanting to get into meditation classes. She's in the clearing out stages of the stagnancy in her life. Mm -hmm. And she has um, my support and a few other people's support of what she's doing. But I understand the struggle of living your physical 3D responsibility lives and honoring yourself, your true self and your evolution. So I'm coming in to nurture that spiritual side of you and let you know like, hey, it's okay. We've all been here. We've all gone through this. I really want to help you quantum leap through a couple things that um, I, I did technically have to learn the hard way, but I had to learn the hard way so we can help you each other through mm -hmm. right like we're all just walking each other home type thing so longest fucking elevator pitch <laughs> of your life but I literally like have I've been clogged. this is a tall building yes tall building <laughs> but I have well I had been like clogged for a couple months about it and I had right. been doing many many projects I've done projects with you yeah um I have a few other friends that I've lined up with and they it was kind of like a test market for me almost mm -hmm. where I'm like what am I actually comfortable with doing giving away what I'm what am I going to charge what am I going to do this I'm still building the website I've got the pricing figured out literally all I have to do is copy and paste and then it can go live Mm -hmm. um, I guess I just want to like put out there that it is not an organizing business. Mm -hmm. Like we are going to go in and we're going to do feng shui inspired techniques. You will tell me your life story while you're working with me. <laughs> I will make you feel so safe that you can tell me your deepest, darkest secrets and I'll take them to the freaking grave with me. I'll ground it back to Mother Gaia to you, but I'm actually here to help you and guide you <laughs> and love you and support you and then clap for you when you finally make it over those things. Right. So, um, as you can tell, like I'm super passionate about most things in my life, but I wasn't always this way. And I, I really like to bring up the person I was before this octave of Cheyenne, <laughs> um, because it took me a lot of work to get here. And I think that's why I enjoy putting in parts of myself like, oh, yeah, I experienced that. I experienced that because I really want to ground it for people um, like Eckhart Tolle. I don't know if he was a freaking couch surfer. You know, like, I don't I don't know. I just feel like he kind of has that Jesus complex where he came out of nowhere and they're like, listen to him. <laughs> you know, a new earth. It's so great, which I'm pretty I'm not like on your level of new earth, but I'm like getting 
I'm getting into the, I am so glad I waited so long to read, to read this book. How far you started reading it, right? I'm on like chapter three or chapter four. Mm -hmm. I read it the whole time I was traveling Mm -hmm. the last two weeks. Yeah. What's your opinion so far? Well, it makes me feel good when I read it for Mm -hmm. one. Um, again, to repeat what I just said, I'm so glad I waited to where I understand what he's saying to me, Mm -hmm. because I believe that there were still a lot of core beliefs that actually would have kicked out what he said. Mm. And like, I wasn't ready for the information. Mm -hmm. So like when we started planning this and we were talking about, you know, what are we going to do? What's our message going to be? Who are we going to talk about? And you're like, I love Eckhart Tolle. And I said, I'm just, I guess I'm just not there yet. Yeah. And I like I've got his books gifted to me for Christmas. My stepmom loves them just like you. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, I'm like it's so funny how these people just sit in front of you and dangle and wait, and then one day like you pick that apple off the tree, mm-hmm. and you're like I'm ready for this one. Wayne Dyer is another example. Mm-hmm. I had a friend gift me his book. Oh my gosh, like over a decade ago, and mm-hmm. then I probably kept the book for like a decade, and mm-hmm. then one day. I finally like mailed it back to him when he was mailing me one of my books and he's like, did you read it? And I said, no, (laughs) it was like two or three pages. And it was, it was like, you know, Wayne Dyer was one of his first thick books. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I wasn't there. I was not committed to reading that small print and that big of a book. The book actually overwhelmed me every time I opened it Mm -hmm. because I was like, how am I going to read 500 pages of human consciousness? Right. You know, what is human (laughs) consciousness? But this guy had always been so good at recommending stuff for me either before I was ready or right when I was ready. Mm -hmm. He's like, here's all this information that I just learned. Have fun by. Mm-hmm. And that's what Wayne Dyer was. So there's all these just wonderful, wonderful beings of light out there loving to share that information. Um, I did that one thing where I took over the beginning of the episode. <laughs> You're like, wait, is there other people here? <laughs> Son of a bitch. You know, I bet it's because I'm an Aquarius. I wonder. Yeah. Which uh, leads me to ask you a question that yeah. I actually feel terrible for asking you this yeah. because I should know this. Mm-hmm. But what is your sign? My sign. I'm a Capricorn. Okay. You're a Capricorn. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. I, I wonder if I have Capricorn friends and I just don't know if I have Capricorn friends. <laughs> like, I think all signs are great, but I also love like the comedy behind it. Yeah. Like, you're like, hey, what's your sign? And you're like, I'm a Scorpio. You're like, oh, fuck. oh of course you are. And then when they're like, I'm a Gemini, it's like, oh, shit. Right. You know, like the devil and the angel, like yeah. through and through. Yeah. I, d- I don't have a good enough memory to remember what all the signs mean to know. Like if someone's like, oh, what's your sign? Oh, of course you're a sign. I just should have known that. Or to yeah. go up to someone and be like, oh, you're obviously a Leo. You know, I don't I don't know them that well. Uh, I feel like it just kind of like I learned in the background and mm-hmm. then like randomly I would meet people and I would be like, oh, my gosh, I have a little insight to what your sign is. Like, I don't yeah. know what every sign is, but. Dude, I've been looking at horoscopes since I was like a child. Like I remember the first time that I think I found it in like a newspaper in our hometown. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how is this even possible that they're like giving us this, 
you know, cause it looked mystical to me. Mm-hmm. I'd, I, what I'd be like 10, 12 years old. And I'm like, that's my sign. And you're like, you see yourself in the sign. You're like, I'm an Aquarius. I know I'm an, I know I'm an Aquarius. I was born February 7th. Mm-hmm. You know, did you ever do that thing where you also read the other ones to see if like, is this quack or yes. is this real? Like, absolutely. Am I also a Virgo. Am I also a Aquarius? Which technically you, know? you are, if you think about the degrees and the houses, right? which I mean, Tegan is phenomenal at explaining that stuff Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um she's like my astrology guru is what it's come down to Mm -hmm. um so i enjoy working with her personally i mean just yesterday i asked her to explain like north nodes to me Mm -hmm. which i'll get into that definition later yeah um but there is so much to it that i actually bought an astrology book like this thick yeah right and it just goes super in depth it'll basically teach you how to do all of it and have it work for you Mm -hmm. and then two of my friends have borrowed the damn book for me and it's been two years yeah and one of them's getting ready to have a baby and she's like I still have your astrology book and I said well you might as well just keep it if you're gonna stay home with a child because you'll have time to like study so I'm all about buying those books and getting those facts so you're a Capricorn and do you know your moon sign you know because I knew you were gonna ask I looked it up but to be honest with you I don't like I just don't know more about me than just like I'm a Capricorn like if I'm on a dating site and someone's asking me hey what's your sign I can tell them you know what I mean but I don't know anything about it how long have you been married so long okay <laughs> so the like, reference of a dating site like funny. when else does someone ask you what's your sign like it's I when you're dating well i right? guess if you meet me <laughs> yeah hi i'm cheyenne what's, what's your, your sign, sign? <laughs> yeah where are you at <laughs> i need to know how to talk to you so yes my moon sign is leo and so yeah oh okay so i don't I'm not going to pull apart sun sign, moon sign, all that fun stuff. Um, But I found out when I was younger, you know, like when you're a teenager and you're like super trying to figure out who you're in love with or who you're compatible with, Mm -hmm. even through your signs. And there used to be things where it was like, oh, if you compare, like if you're Capricorn and I'm an Aquarius and Mm -hmm. we want to be together and we want to see if we're um, planetary compatible. Right. I was always under the impression that it was your sun signs like is your your capricorn and your aquarius are they compatible exactly Mm -hmm. and then i found out when i was 23 Mm -hmm. that it is your moon sign that is going to help you with your relationships oh so like it would be sagittarius and leo because my moon is a Sagittarius got you so we would compare leo and sagittarius to see if we you know are compatible in like our partnership yes understood yes so i wonder leo and sag are they compatible well i mean so you could look it up as from like a love perspective um a like a business partner perspective friendship friendship what? like there's so many it's kind of like a terror yeah it's mm-hmm. kind of like a terror reading it's like what do you want to know right yeah mm-hmm. so i thought that that was really cool yeah not something that i'm gonna go like super super in depth into so your relationship compatibility is your moon from my understanding and yeah. if i misspoke on that please somebody tell me because right. that that's what <laughs> i've heard and that's what i've went off on and that's mm-hmm. what i've also researched mm-hmm. um there's plenty of resources out there we're gonna go through a couple today um so my biggest thing 
that I like doing is taking the simplest of questions that we don't really have time to ponder on and then pull them apart and answer them so we can be a reference. Right. I love going and consolidating so many like websites and stuff. Right. Obviously citing them and giving them their credit. Right. Um, but just, you know, kind of just being like a podcast TikTok in a way for this. Right. So my first question is we have astrology. Right. And we have astronomy. Right. They and sound I, the same. They sound the same. <laughs> and they're very much the same in so many ways. Well, there's so many similarities. Right. But if I were to be like, Desiree, can you can you tell me like what's the difference between astrology and astronomy? Well, I could tell you what I feel the difference is. That's and, fine. Okay. So to me, um, astrology and astronomy. So astronomy is like mapping of the stars. So you look at the stars and you know where the constellations are, where, you know, the solar system, like it's mapping out what the sky looks like versus um, astrology is understanding how the movement of the stars affect and impact us as we move through the world. So astro astronomy is mapping them. Astrology is understanding how they affect us. That's the way I would kind of define that. Okay, well then, I believe you. I think that's right. I did look up my own <laughs> definitions, but I always love to see how you translate everything. Yeah. And what I get from that is just um, us understanding that we are like 60% water. Mm-hmm. So how, how are we not affected? Like for those naysayers out there, that's like, mm -hmm. astrology is blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm just like, we're 60% water. If you see the way the moon, the sun, the planets, the orbits, everything just affects the oceans alone. Mm -hmm. How from just a scientific perspective, mm -hmm. can you actually believe that they don't affect you mm -hmm. or even further out there, bro, mm -hmm. you are the planets. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Probably a little far-fetched for those people with their, you know, mm -hmm. programming and all that fun stuff. But these are just like little like thought streams that I have where I'm like, how can you literally deny this? And especially is like how far back that it goes. Right. Right. Like when you think about not just the etymology of the word astrology and the word astronomy, but where the F did it come from? Like how far back does it go? Because mm -hmm. I believe it's just kind of like when we talked about our hypnosis episode. Hey. Yeah. So, uh, sorry about that. That was uh, me, even though my phone's on silent. Apparently, that alarm goes off anyway. <laughs> I think that was a perfect, like, little, like, oh. <laughs> tinkle, tinkle. Tinkle, tinkle. <laughs> so, like I said, when we did our hypnosis episode and we were talking about, like, how far back does hypnosis go, I guess. But, like, right. is it is it a, a part of us? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I believe. But then as yeah. far as like, let's go back to like the origin from what I can find. Um, I'll do astrology really quick and astronomy because they come from the same place. Mm -hmm. So it basically says from Babylonian times. So Mesopotamia mm -hmm. is when it started. Right. right. So it says... Uh, originated in Mesopotamia, spread to India, but it developed its Western form in Greek civilization during the Hellenistic period. 
Um, astrology entered Islamic culture as part of the Greek tradition and was returned to Europe culture through, um, I don't know if I'm supposed to say Arabic or Arabic, so whatever. I would say Arabic, but yeah. Right? I, I never really know. Right? And I'm yeah. so I'm so interested Apologies in like, how are you incorrect. supposed to say that, right? Um, learning during the Middle Ages. Uh, development of astrology from ancient to modern times. So, fun fact about... Hey, that's where it started. Check this physical bridging of science. Okay. So this is from LiveScience.com, and it was actually published in 2012, so I'm sure that there's plenty of other relics that we've found since then. Sure. I know that I've seen them on, like, TV shows and stuff, but this is the one that I want to bring up the most. So it says, a research team has discovered what may be the oldest astrologer's board engraved with zodiac signs and used to determine a person's horoscope. Dating back more than 2,000 years, the board was discovered in Croatia in a cave overlooking the Adriatic Sea. The surviving portion of the board consists of 30 ivory fragments engraved with the signs of the zodiac. I just get so excited when I read this stuff. I'm like, <laughs> this is so exciting. Um, researchers spent years digging them up and putting them back together, inscribed in a Greco or Greco, again, however you want to say it, Roman style. They include images of Cancer, Gemini, and Pisces. And it says the fragments were discovered next to a phallic shaped stalagmite amid thousands of pieces of ancient Hellenistic, which is a Greek style, drinking vessels. Um, so a phallic shaped stalagmite is so they're stalagmite, stalactite in mm -hmm. a cave, right? So stalagmite tight hangs from the ceiling because it holds tightly to the ceiling and the stalagmite comes up from the ground with its mighty force mm. but when the fact that they were just like discovered next to a phallic shaped stalagmite i'm like why would you use the terminology phallic shaped right because if you find any phallic shaped anything anywhere in arcus in archaeology I automatically think of them having the understanding of the divine balance of masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. So like in Alexian's pagan episode, and they talked about their um, rituals that they do to wake mother earth. Mm -hmm. They take a phallic symbol mm -hmm. like in the, what am I trying to say? Like the staff, the staff mm -hmm. and they, you know, they, do their words, affirmations. I can't mm -hmm. think of what they call them. And they are piercing into Mother Earth with the masculine to mm -hmm. wake her up and have her come back. Um, so after like I learned that from him, I really started studying phallic symbols in all forms of anything like ancient religion, theology, philosophy. Da -da 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 -da. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that that was interesting because they did a really good job with um, like citing how far back it came, who it came from what era all of that stuff but also it's like physical proof i'm past the point of physical proof but i right. love me some spirit science bridging right absolutely Whew. god doesn't make me feel good well and i would even kind of throw in something a little controversial maybe is that like um do we even really like know the origin is their origin because there are some like schools of study that say that the human race was seeded on earth from the stars and that study of stars, astrology, astronomy is um, brought to us from those who put us here. 
So it's been with us from our origin. Well, I think it would make a lot of sense going back to the, like how, uh, what am I trying to say? I bet the quote that I'm about to say will do it, but I'm just going to go ahead and see if my mind will piece something together that I'm trying to piggyback off of you. Um, the separation of us and the stars, like it's physical, you can see it. Right. And in a, from a human consciousness standpoint, it's still technically an illusion. Yes. Because we're all from the all. Right. And the creator. Yes. Right. Right. So if you're able to take your, um, divisive lenses off. Right. And not look at the planets as that's a planet that is something away from me that I don't understand, but you observe it as a part of yourself, a piece of your origin, a piece of your history Mm -hmm. and a piece of your becoming and knowing. Mm -hmm. And it's like a guide and a help. Mm -hmm. Don't you think that that would do so much more than just not just studying it from a horoscope, a a birth chart or anything, but realizing like I am that. Right. That is me. Mm -hmm. That's how I like to do things. Mm -hmm. Well, at least like when I can. Yeah. And astrology is a big one that I like to do that on because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm literally like one of my favorite things that said, I don't know what you're freaking out about. You're literally a stardust covered meat sack flying millions of miles <laughs> right. through the air on a rock spinning a million miles an hour. That's not throwing you the fuck off. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm stardust covered in bullshit. Right. I mean, you're not bullshit. I love you skin. I love yeah. you so much. I love you or- <laughs> organs. I love you all. Well, and they say, like, if you look at it from a scientific, physical perspective, right, your atom, um, the what we perceive as the physical matter within an atom, the distance between those molecules is the same as, like, the distance between the earth and the stars, right? Mm -hmm. There's just as much difference in the molecules within the atom as there is, like, if you were to expand that, Mm -hmm. like, there's just as much space in between all of those molecules within our body as there is between the earth and space. That's very true. And so, like, it's it's just perception. Yes. I was going to say, you could even throw, like, a little bit of alchemy in there. Like, when you think about how, like, the movement of them moving together and that's what's going to make the magic Right. That's what makes it look like, ooh. Right. We that's a appear power. to be physical when we, we're really, yeah, there's when we're no really physical not. matter to us whatsoever. Exactly. Which kind of blows your mind when you try to think about that. Well, it does. And I remember, I think I watched uh, The Secret mm-hmm. in like seventh grade with mm-hmm. one of my best friends. Yeah. And it was the scene where they were explaining that the ball actually doesn't touch the ground, even though it feels like it touches right. the ground. It sounds like it touches the ground, the energy, like the force. So it was explaining all of the energy that ties us together and separates us and actually moves invisibly around us to where like we can do things. Like gravity is the perfect explanation of, Mm -hmm. you know, you can not believe in it, but it's the reason you're not floating away. Right. But you can't see it, but we know that gravity exists based on obviously all the, all the research. What we observe. What, yeah. what we observe. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just think that's, that's really cool. Yeah. 
That's super cool. And again, the secret still tripped me out when I was like, what do you mean I'm not sitting on this couch right now? I, like, I'm literally like levitating. So like, I, I mm-hmm. you know, you just you, try and to- And you're like trying like, to find that but, space in between yeah, you and the couch. Yeah, and you like grab your body. I'm like, I can physically feel my body. Yeah. So And I, you're like, my fingers are not touching. Yeah, I'm like- But they are. And my fingers are touching. You're yeah. lying. And you're like, I can't stick anything through my hand. I know it's actual matter. And yeah, it's like, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and again, I'm in seventh grade. Right. So I wasn't there yet. Yeah. But I have those memories because I love going to because the Akasha. Because it's such a mind-blowing thing that you're trying to figure it out. And you're like, never mind. I'm yeah. not there yet. <laughs> well, I was just trying to learn how to play piano, not figure out the flowering of human consciousness. <laughs> <Right>. So <laughs> well, you all have a journey. You don't get to step ahead like too fast. You have to right. learn the lessons to then go and like take that knowledge back out yeah so yeah that is funny but that really brings me in to uh, a couple really like mm, heartwarming quotes that i found about all the things that we were talking about so this is actually an albert einstein quote from 1954 and this is from spaceinmotion.com it says a human being is a part of the whole called by us universe a part limited in time and space We experience ourselves and our thoughts and our feelings as something separate from the rest, a kind of optical delusion of consciousness. This delusion is a kind of prison for us, restricting us to be our personal desires and to affection for a few persons nearest to us. Our task must be to free ourselves from the prison by widening our circle of compassion to embrace all living creatures and the whole of nature and its beauty. The true value of a human being is determined by the measure and the sense in which they have obtained liberation from the self. We shall require a substantially new manner of thinking if humanity is to survive. That is in 1954. He was a smart guy. He was a smart man. But he also used astrology, astronomy, Mm -hmm. all of these. Like he did his research further back than what maybe even the agenda at the time really did allow him. Right. So I give Albert Einstein a lot of credit for the way that he talked, just like Plato and Aristotle mm-hmm. and even Tesla. Yeah. Like, if you think different, you're meant to make the world different. Right. Well, right? And what's funny is he was doing that at a time when um, science was, like, actively working to disprove astrology as quackery basically so i don't know what year this happened and i know i've referenced it before but there was a time in like um when they were deciding what to teach humans Mm -hmm. like what where does it where does like what our textbooks are going to have well uh, what am i trying to say it's not political versus religious it's Okay, yes. Thank you so much. I was like, please make this work. <laughs> it's the physical world and the metaphysical world. Okay. So if you so I wanted to study one day when did the physical and the metaphysical split mm-hmm. to where we have this illusion between us where we are separate from that. Okay. Right? Okay. And I actually wish that I had the article in front of me right now. So I'm gonna paraphrase as best as I can. Mm-hmm. But basically one day it came to science will study physical science matter, tangible evidence. Right. Right. And the metaphysics will be left to the church. Whatever mm. church was in charge of that time mm-hmm. sp- 
science was technically not allowed to touch spirit for a while. Okay. And it, it was just like, hey, you're going to take all of this and we're going to take all of this. And this is how we will actually educate people. Mm-hmm. You will learn science this way. And this is as far as it goes. Mm-hmm. And you will learn whatever in metaphysics that we mm-hmm. choose to teach the population about. Right. But there's like an article that explains like, you know, the Declaration of Independence was written this fucking day. <laughs> right. Same fucking article. Right. Blows my mind that. Mm-hmm people decided like how humanity was going to be able to be educated well, I, on things that are theirs to know. And I do, I do think that I heard, and again, I'm not quoting anything here. I do think that I heard that it surrounded um, religion. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was the Roman Catholic church that said um, because they were afraid that what might be discovered may disprove God and so they didn't want anything coming out around that. Um, and what I think is so funny is really what's kind of been discovered is proving like God, whether you call it God or not. Yeah, like whatever it's kind God of, is to you. Right. I'm kind of over the you right. don't know God use, like use me right debate. Term. Yeah, right. use this right term. Otherwise, you don't worship him correctly. Right. Which if they would have just kind of let it continue, it would have been like there is this ultimate like superpower controlling and um, like, I guess not controlling, um, empowering or or manipulating no i want to say energizing i was like are we um, talking about the good people or are we still talking about the catholic church no 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 we're talking about god we're talking okay. about like I the was like, universal um, source energy yeah, right? yeah yeah like there's this big thing mm-hmm. that is like um powering I, I i'm not using the right words i'm not coming out but there is this big god energy that makes it all happen if they would have just kind of let everything ride and maybe had this like blip of time where people were like, God's not real. And then just let that research kind of keep going. And then it would have all kind of circled back around to go, oh, wait, maybe God is real. And maybe we don't use the word God, but it's, but yeah, we do believe because mm-hmm. we can prove it with science now. I think what well, it would have been what it eventually would have come back around to. You are a person with good intentions explaining <laughs> how it actually should be. Right. What you're forgetting to do is the sin of mankind through right. wherever the fuck that originates from. Don't yeah. talk to me about Satan. Um, and realizing that just like through that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. But the fact that there's clearly an agenda Right. There's clearly a oppression of human consciousness happening, not just now, but mm-hmm. from the beginning of time. Like, think about it. Go all the, I know we can go further than the Garden of Eden, but mm-hmm. if you go to the Garden of Eden, what is the apple of Eden? It's fucking knowledge. Right. So you have, you have God coming to you naked and being like here's like here's everything you need you don't have to do anything else Mm -hmm. and then it looks as this like atrocious betrayal of god's love to want to learn more so just right then in the garden of eden if you are able to lift yourself like from a drone perspective Mm -hmm. over the garden of eden and put yourself in the mindset of like of god Mm-hmm. I don't, it's like, oh, no, it's blasphemy. Like, no, shut up, listen. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you literally see that there is a battle between the elevation of human consciousness from the beginning of our creation. Right. How much knowledge are they allowed to how have? Much, how much knowledge are we allowed to have? And mm-hmm. if we do have knowledge, is it the right knowledge? Mm-hmm. Because through programming indoctrination, whatever you want to call it, we understand that there's a lot of fucking shit mm-hmm. that we were all taught, all learned, generational trauma, yada, yada, yada. We all learned that we were like, holy shit, that's completely freaking wrong and this is right. Mm-hmm. And it really does mess with your mind and flip-flop your world. It's mm-hmm. kind of like if you, if a flying saucer came into your freaking house mm-hmm. and you never believed in aliens before and now you're like, well, I've been told the aliens don't exist. This is impossible. We're the only thing alive in the freaking planet. This just doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. And now you have to figure out how to not how to reconcile the knowledge your of mind. the fact that there's yeah, a saucer reckon, in your well, living room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and literally like not end up in a psych ward just going, uh, right. <laughs> Cause like, again, like when I came into the elemental realm and like learning about like 12th dimensional beings and fourth densities and sixth densities, all these, like it's a, it's a Tesla thing. It's just like frequency and vibration. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at the world through three, six, nine and frequency vibration and, I guess you could say sound healing, but I'm kind of saying the same thing with both. You go to that and there is no division in studying anything that way. Mm -hmm. Like even if you wanted to do like physics and like quantum leaping or anything quantum, in a weird way, science is a super grounding way to learn about the super just crazy layers of the human body. Mm Mm-hmm. The other thing that I wanted to go back to about like the absolute truth and hiding all of these things is you don't have to hide the truth. You don't have to edit the truth. Right. The truth is a flow state. It's a, it's a calm breath. Mm-hmm. It's, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And well, and sometimes the truth hurts, but you have to keep in mind the truth doesn't have feelings. We do. Right. Remember? Mm-hmm. Um, so when you think about this library that the Catholic church has, And you're not allowed to go into it, but they have ancient scrolls left over from even the library of Alexandria that survived. Mm -hmm. They have the time machine. I don't know if you heard about it. There's a time Uh -uh. machine that this guy invented in his garage and it took him all the way back and painted a picture of the crucifixion of Jesus on it. Oh, wow. And then they, so when they found the Dead Sea Scrolls and people like started being like, I want a Dead Sea Scroll. No, I want a Dead Sea Scroll. Their intention was to buy them and either, if not house them in the library to destroy them because it contradicted their Bible and their agenda and their word of God, which basically predated, you know, the Garden of Eden and literally like human civilization as it is would be rewritten. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think that that like if you're if you're so like into your beliefs and you're so scared that you're going to like go to hell because you don't believe like what the preacher at your church for the last 20 years has said anymore because you also realize that he's just doing a program. Well, I think the key is if you believe that you can't hear something different because you might go to hell or if somebody says something different than what you've been taught, they might go to hell. Just examine that. Like what? Yeah, because God's love isn't love and hate. And the mm-hmm. the thing that really messes me up about Old Testament, New Testament stuff is it's God is is so loving, so all encompassing of unconditional love, but he'll also literally damn you to the depths of fucking hell. Right. And he like 
I I don't I don't have that belief system. I Mm -hmm. believe you can damn yourself to the depths of if you believe whatever hell is. Mm -hmm. But I'm speaking in vibration and frequency. So if you have like, you know, you have unconditional love all the way at the top and you have suffering and despair and whatever else down at the bottom, that is your hell. Mm hmm. But I do not believe that heaven and hell are like a physical, physical place that you go to. I think that heaven is a human made description of that's the best way we can comprehend where we all come from. Mm -hmm. So like I like using I love using the word God. I love using the word heaven. But never in a million years do I want anybody to think that I actually support the Christian Jesus or the narrative of any of the boxed in religions that I've found. Mm-hmm. I have plenty of people that go to church and they are super big on to each their own and love them where they are. And they're, they're like me. They still have like a spiritual side to it. But the thing that I hate the most about it is it's still so divisive mm-hmm. and it, it's supposed to bring people back to the all. And we have found a way to divide each other while still thinking we're somehow all righteous because this is my church. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've all been there and I definitely don't want to make the episode about that. But those are the things that come to mind when I think about even the demonizing of astrology mm-hmm. and astronomy, mm-hmm. because like that word that I couldn't say last time, Deuteronomy. You did it. I did it. <laughs> um, so after they outlawed that, um, it was punishment by death if you even looked at the stars. So you could just be like walking home from like the local town meeting mm-hmm. and you just happen to walk through town and look at the stars. And if the guard saw you looking up at the stars, you were you were dead, mm-hmm. like just dead. So imagine the religious and political control of human consciousness just based on the fact that they know there's something in the stars that connects us to a better part of ourselves Mm -hmm. and it's our own true salvation. That's Mm -hmm. what I've found in all the research that I've found is all of these people from the beginning, whoever it is up there, whether it's two powers fighting, whether it's one, it doesn't even matter, but there's always been a battle of what we are allowed to know and how we are allowed to evolve and how high can we go? Mm -hmm. Doesn't that blow your mind? It, it does blow your mind and it also kind of makes you a little bit sad. You know, it's like, I don't know. But you know what nobody can do? Nobody can go inside your mind and stop you from thinking your own thoughts. No matter what they can stop you from looking at, nobody can stop you from thinking your own thoughts. And that's the power of platforms like this is like, you know... It, one day they may turn off podcasts and one day they may say you don't get to listen to that anymore. But the fact is you can listen to it today and tomorrow you can think whatever you want. And that's that's what we can do. See, I like the fact that um, Nikola Tesla, again, is your your brain is a receiver of information. Mm-hmm. That was powerful to me to like read and ground into myself, mm-hmm. especially when I was studying the sides of my head. Um, and the places of my brain that would light up when certain things would happen to me, whether it was through trauma responses, whether it was trying to hear ancestors, spirit guides, who's this dead person coming to mm-hmm. me, or even like, you know, my connection with my divine and my spirit team and my mm-hmm. life guides, just any part of the divine that I am completely 100 hooked up to. Right. Just understanding that was 
super, super powerful. Mm -hmm. And really just, again, like that just grounded me when I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm a receiver. No wonder, like I can hear music all the time and I hear these voices and all of this. And when they say, um, you know, they say like, um, don't ever say like, I can't do that. Don't talk bad to yourself or anything like that. The way you think about money is the way you relate to money or whatever the case may be. Well, it's just like feeding the subconscious and then it's going to act out on your conscious life. You create your own reality. I asked myself a question because my brain is a receiver. And I used to be like, oh, I can't do that. And I would get super insecure and down on it. And I would just believe that I couldn't do anything, right? But at the end of the day, I realized that it was a lot of the way that I was talking to myself and the fact that I didn't understand how my brain worked. And I never fucking knew that my brain was a receiver Mm -hmm. until I started talking or not talking to, but doing, going through Nikola Tesla's research. Mm -hmm. So I just think that that's really important to talk about even though this is an astrology episode right so let me uh wrap back into this albert einstein quote really quick because Mm -hmm. uh you have a really cool breakdown over there that i definitely want to hear but first yes it says the most beautiful and most profound experience is the sensation of the mystical it is the power of all true science he to whom this emotion is a stranger who can no longer wonder and stand wrapped in awe is as good as dead to know that what is impenetrable to us really exists, manifesting itself as the highest wisdom and the most radiant beauty which our dull faculties can comprehend only in their primitive forms. This knowledge, this feeling is at the center of true religiousness. And it says Albert Einstein, the merging of spirit and science. Mm. And I think that's really powerful because that's literally what we're here to do is bridge the gap between spirit and science the best that we can through our interpretations. None of this is matter of fact. Right. (laughs) I always like to say that. Um, (laughs) But I just thought that was really interesting. Again, recapping. I believe that we are from the stars. We are not just that we are from, but we are. Right. Just like we are all from the creator. And uh, my friend Gina said it really good like i believe we are all the same thing just expressing ourselves completely different and Mm -hmm. that is what we are supposed to do right so i think that's really powerful but i also um want to talk about kind of breaking down okay like if i went and got a birth chart reading Mm -hmm. like and i don't know anything about it like okay so there's 12 houses they tell me a bunch of really cool stuff I know that I'm Aquarius. I know that my moon sign Sagittarius, but like what, what do the houses mean? Like just kind of to, I don't want to go super in depth because there's right. 12 of them, but you know, I, I want to feel better at being a beginner before I book my appointment. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, I think that's kind of one of those things, like I was saying, it's really hard to remember what it all means. And, you know, there's that circle and then there's a bunch of lines that go everywhere. And what does it all mean? Right. Yeah. You have an ascension line and yeah. a bunch of stuff that I'm like, um, you know, I've gotten, I've pulled my birth chart. I don't know, half a dozen times oh, on like too. one of those online tools. And I know like I couldn't draw it, but I know what my chart looks like, but I, and I've read it probably as many times but I still couldn't tell you what any of it means and I don't remember what any of it means and I think it's so powerful to have someone pull it and explain it to you Mm -hmm. and say you know here's your rising here's your 
sun sign, your moon sign, and all of that kind of thing. And I think it's super important that they, like, yeah, they have a language built. Like, they know right. the terminology. Like, we can sit here and go sun sign, moon sign. Right. But and can you give me the Webster's Dictionary of sun sign, moon sign? No. No. But an astrologist can. Right. And a birth and they chart can reader say, can. Because this line goes into this house, it means this. And this is why it's important for you. And if this line goes into this house, it means something completely different for you than it would for somebody else because it relates to this house as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Perfect. Anyway, so um, there, uh, the houses, there's 12 houses, right? And um, it's basically um, a counterclockwise movement. And the first house is, so the houses are always the same. It's just where your birth chart lands on those houses. So the first house, sorry. I'm. No, hold on. I just thought about something that I wanted to say before you started. <laughs> because if you go and do your birth chart, right, you mm-hmm. need to know, like you put your name in, you put the date of your birthday, yeah. you put the location of where you were born, and yeah. you put the time that you were born. Yes. And you put all that information in because it's literally going to print out an astrological and astronomy kind of, if you want to say that, um, report of how the stars and the universe was aligned when you literally when you came into Earth came into where you the came world into Earth yes right mm-hmm. so my daughter was born at ten thirty seven p.m. on February fifteenth twenty twenty and as the clock switched over to ten thirty eight is when the nurse looked up at the clock mm. and she wrote ten thirty eight on my daughter's birth certificate. And my husband leaned over to me and he said, I just want you to know that Monroe was born at 1037, not 1038. The woman just happened to catch the last few seconds of the 37th minute. Because 1030, and didn't think it was a big deal. Right? I don't know what that woman right. thought, but if I wasn't so fucking drugged up and puking my ass off and literally convulsing, mm-hmm. I would have been like, it's 1037, ho. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, I'll tell Monroe that even though her birth certificate says 1038, because that miscalculation from that nurse could put my daughter's birth chart off by five seconds. Mm-hmm. And that five seconds is a lot when you think of mathematics and all of that fun stuff. So my daughter again was born at 1037, which adds up to 11, which is the universal confirmation that you are on the right path, Cheyenne. Mm. So any mm. fears, doubts, oh my God, I'm going to screw this kid up. Can't believe you picked me. Holy shit. Can't believe I'm a mom. Oh my God, a baby just came out of me. Mm-hmm. He's like, she was born at 1037. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but he told me that because when I, um, when I got control of my phone from the time that they took me from the operating room back to, um, you know, the room that we're staying in, mm-hmm. I had her birth chart pulled up immediately and I was already reading who, who I was responsible for. Right. And it was really powerful for me and it really helped me feel like I was better prepared for this journey Mm -hmm. and it also helped me recognize that 100% she picked me and I picked her to do this mother-daughter journey together have you have you so something else that is related to astrology um, very heavily and we've talked about before is your gene keys have you looked her gene key up yet oh my gosh I haven't what Oh Holy my gosh, you have shit. to. It's going to make such a huge difference in knowing like the the first four keys, right? Oh are going to be so important. Literally in just blew my fucking mind. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe I have not looked <laughs> up Monroe's gene keys yet. 
So it's going to make a big Human difference. Human design and, would be cool too, but I'm a big fan of the gene keys. Right. Knowing like how to guide her in like, um, it was important for like. You see my face melting, right? I'm right. Like, we have to stop recording. Right. <laughs> so it's, okay. So here's something, because when I did my kids gene keys, right, Lily was already grown right but so it was kind of a little bit too late but for <laughs> right <laughs> i don't know why that's funny but it kind well, of is in raising is, them right no i get it i get it but with ezra the blind guide right with yeah. ezra i knew already some of the things that were the shadow side for ezra so i already knew like these were going to be some of the shadow sides for him and what I was going to have to look out for and be able to guide when they showed up. Ooh. Right. Okay. So, I, I really, excuse me. I really, really like that mm -hmm. because even when Chantel was talking about like her son stuff, mm -hmm. it did not, it did not resonate with me to look up her gene keys yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Holy cow. I'm literally doing that when I go home. Yeah, today. because gene keys are based on astrology and or you know, based on birth charts, right? Yeah. And so Oh my gosh, I forgot about this. My mm -hmm. my gene keys retreat you hosted is literally like flushing back to my mind right now. Mm -hmm. And I remember when you gave us the welcome packets, you're like, hey, I need all of this information. And yeah. before, like I understood what Gene Keys was. I yeah. just knew that we were going to do energy evolution mm -hmm. using Gene Keys. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's so crazy that she asked for like my basic birth chart information. Yeah, why do you need this for this yeah, weekend? Yeah, why do you need that? Yeah. That's so crazy because <laughs> I, I didn't correlate birth chart and Gene Keys mm -hmm. at that time at all. Yeah. But isn't human design, wouldn't it be the same yeah. thing? Like yeah, you because human design and Gene Keys are related. They really right. are. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so it's based on your birth chart. It's based on when you're born and your shadow sides, which it has. And what was so funny is um, Ezra was was pretty young at the time because this was what, three, four years ago at this point? No, three. What? When? Jinkies. Jinkies would have been around three because I was yeah. either six or seven months pregnant when you gifted yeah, that retreat to me. Two years. And so it would have been about and, three years. Yeah, well, two and a half. Well, she had to grow. Right. Right. Yeah, she was still in your belly. Yeah, she's still in my so belly. So it would be two and a half years ago now. So um, so Ezra was like nine, ten, nine. Anyway, young enough to where some of those shadow sides we could see, but yet young enough as well where I could start talking to him about some of those shadow sides and say, hey, you know how hey, when you is, do this? Oh. And then also where I could see them and, and say and know that when I start seeing more of that, I knew how to talk and guide through those. So very helpful in the raising side. Oh, my gosh. And I think it would be perfect from a parental standpoint for mm -hmm. my husband and I, because my husband is yep. super freaking grounded. Well, and when those come up, because as parents, like those shadow sides are going to irritate us. Oh, frustrate me to the max. Yeah. And so when those come up, you don't want to respond incorrectly to those shadow sides and dig them deeper. With your unhealed trauma, with right. your generational exactly. trauma. Because technically those triggers are showing you how you need to be healed. Yeah. Your child isn't being bad right now. Your child is showing you shit about yourself that you need to fix. Right. And so you need to be aware that when those shadows show up, okay, I know what's happening right now. So I need my best self to show up right now. And I need to help guide them through this mm -hmm. so they can help heal this shadow and at least get into their gift they're gonna have to push themselves into their city right and when you go into the gene keys you know what i'm talking about absolutely they're gonna have to push themselves into their city but maybe you can help them get through their shadow before they have to do that at 30 or 40 years old 
Oh, right. But you did just bring up a really good quote that I want to pop in. Uh, tips and tricks for I need my best self to show up right now. Yeah. Is um, you, one, you call your energy and power back to yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you also say, I am asserting the mastery of my real self. Mm-hmm. And you say it and you can feel yourself pulling yourself back together. It's kind of like... Um, like the thought moving to the front of the brain that you right. can't, you cannot get away from anymore. Like yeah. I am asserting the mastery of my real self. Mm-hmm. My, my ego is not in control because your right. ego is who's yelling at your child. Right. Because we were all, we were all grown up with the Matilda, Danny DeVito. I'm the right. kid. You're, I'm the adult. <laughs> I'm you're big, the child. You're small. I'm yeah. big. You're small. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. And that's right. generational. Yeah. It's not demonizing your parents for not knowing any better and doing what their parents did. And this is how you discipline people this is how society stays in line blah blah right. blah, blah, blah you're mm-hmm. not gonna end up in jail yeah you know but at the end of the day like i'm so thankful that monroe picked me one mm-hmm. because she's super freaking awesome mm-hmm. i can tell she's like a crystalline super evolved child oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and she like i'm there's some days i'll just get so freaking frustrated where i mean literally i'm like what am i doing here right now like yeah. i'm so fucking pissed this literally like protect your peace is my mm-hmm. biggest thing mm-hmm. i'm like what is this even teaching me right now and then i'll just hear one hurt one word in my head which you know it's a spirit guide when it's one word because they don't do full sentences at least for me if anybody else out there cool um i hear patience mm-hmm. oh this is teaching me patience Yes. What is this teaching you now? This is teaching you compassion because also like I'm evolved, like I'm 31 years old and I can't tell, I don't have a number on a scale of how my brain has evolved or how my consciousness has evolved. Mm -hmm. But I do understand that my child is two years old and a lot of the concepts that I understand that I'm like, I don't understand how you're not getting this is because like, it's my job to build those pathways healthy and safely for her Mm -hmm. so if we have to do the same thing 10 times in a row Mm -hmm. what scientifically is happening in her body is that information starts in the spinal fluid of your spine and it's going to shoot up into her spine into her brain and it's going to start building a neurological pathway use it's called neuroplasticity that's your habits and how you do everything it's going to shoot up and down that over and over and over like it goes out it's kind of like building muscle memory right mm-hmm. so it's going to come out it's going to shoot back up your spine it's going to go into that pathway and it's like 21 times to form a habit or whatever the saying is for building those eventually it doesn't have to shoot up into that pathway it literally is muscle memory and goes back out mm-hmm. so i studied that before monroe was born so I wanted to make sure that I understood when she wants to jump off the couch 20,000 times. And I've said no, mm-hmm. <laughs> that not only is she experiencing her sacral and solar plexus that she's coming into, mm-hmm. but from a neurological perspective, she still isn't like it's my job to guide her and to keep her safe through that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to demonize her that she doesn't understand that you could really hurt yourself right. at two jumping off the couch. Mm-hmm. That helps me a lot because sometimes I feel supremely inadequate as a parent mm-hmm. and I, I'm not like inadequate. Like I'm going to call somebody and ask for help. I will sit in my self-inflicted prison and I will dig myself out of my own hole because I don't want to outsource any of these triggers to anybody else. Right. 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 Whoo. Rabbit hole. <laughs> so tell me. So as we were saying. Right. The horoscope Tell houses. me about the horoscope houses. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the horoscope houses, it's like a wagon wheel. There's 12 houses and it goes counterclockwise. So the first house, um, sorry, I've got, I dry 
Mm, mouth. Mm. We forgot to tell everybody you got Invisalign, and we can talk about that later, but you have Invisalign <laughs> now, so there's going to be a couple more breaks in the paragraphs. Thanks for sticking with us. Back to you, Desiree. <laughs> right, because my mouth dries out really fast it now. It does. And if I don't get some water, then I sound... Okay. <laughs> so, the first house... Um, the first house covers um, all firsts, so first impressions, um, the self-appearance, leadership, um, new initiatives, fresh starts, and beginnings. Um, and this sign um, on the cusp or starting edge of the house, it's also referred to as your rising sign or your ascendant, and it's ruled by Aries. Then you move into the second house, and the second house covers all matters related to um, your immediate material and physical environment. So taste, smell, sound, touch, sight. And the second house also rules your income, your money, and your self-esteem. And this house is ruled by Taurus. Um, Next, you move a little bit further counterclockwise again to your third house and your third house rules all forms of communication so talking thinking gadgets and devices so cell phones pagers instant messenger Um, the third house also covers things like siblings neighbors local travel library schools teachers community affairs and this house is ruled by gemini sorry water break (laughs) Okay, Um, next we go into the fourth house. The um, Cancer rules the fourth house, and it sits at the very bottom of the zodiac wheel. So the zodiac wheel kind of starts, I would guess, at like um, 9 o'clock. So now we're at like 6 o'clock. So it sits at the bottom of the zodiac wheel, and it rules the foundation of all things. This includes your house, your privacy, your basic security, your parents, so particularly your mother, um, children, um, your own mothering abilities, your nurturing, and um, TLC, so tender loving care. Um, Next is the fifth house. This house is ruled by Dramatic Leo, and it governs self-expression, drama, creativity, color, attention, romance, fun, and play. The sixth house is um, the dominion of health and service. It rules schedules, organization, routines, fitness, diet, and exercise. Natural um, healing and healthy living and helpfulness and being of service to others. Sorry, apparently I cannot talk a lot <laughs> without sounding Dude, like do I'm... Do your thing. <laughs> it's fine. Just take a drink and keep talking. <laughs> Maybe people need like a, a a break to digest what house you just told them about. Right. And that's why spirit is consistently making you take a drink between each house. That's why I needed Invisalign yeah. to make me sound like I can't speak. You're adorable. <laughs> keep drinking your water. It's good for you. Right. So now we're, now we're sitting at like, um, if you're following along, we're sitting at like the three o'clock on the on the clock because we're going counterclockwise so um the sixth house wait we just did six house didn't we sorry the seventh house the seventh house is the sector of relationships and other people it governs all partnerships both 
both business and personal, and relationships associated with matters like contracts, marriage, and business deals. And this is um, ruled by Libra. The eighth house is um, a mysterious sector that rules birth, death, sex, transformations, mysteries, merged energies, and bonding at the deepest level. The eighth house also rules over other people's property and monies, like real estates, inheritance, um, investments, and this house is ruled by Scorpio. Surprise, surprise, since it deals with sex. Um, <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> well, Scorpions actually. I um, had no idea. Really? No. Yeah. I'm an Aquarius. Why would I know about the Scorpio's <laughs> sex life? That's I funny. just know about an Aquarius's sex life. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, um, bow, I've dated bow, a Scorpio bow, before. Bow. So oh, that's I dated how I a Scorpio. <laughs> Obviously, we're not together. Yeah. <laughs> so the ninth house, so we're looking at the top now. Um, the ninth house covers the higher mind, expansion, international, and long distance travel. Uh, foreign languages, inspiration, optimism, publishing, broadcasting, universities, and higher education, luck, risk, adventure, gambling, religion, philosophy, morals, and ethics. And this one is ruled by Sagittarius. That one's kind of interesting to me. It's kind of like super grounding, which I like it. I like how it mm -hmm. floats up and then it comes back down. It floats up and it comes back down. Yeah. Again balance yeah the powers and the neutrality yin yang yin yang uh the 10th house is the house at the very top the pub the most public part of the chart uh the 10th house governs structures corporations tradition public image fame honors achievements awards boundaries rules discipline authority fathers and fatherhood the cusp or border of the 10th house is also called the mid-heaven. It clues um, astrologers on your career path. It's ruled by Capricorn. Hmm, interesting. That's interesting. So the 11th house, so we're on our way back down over to the 9 o'clock hour on the clock. Um, the 11th house rules teams, friendships, groups, society, technology, video, and electronic media, networking, social, social justice, rebellion, and hum humanitarian causes. It also rules originality, eccentricity, sudden events, surprises, invention, astronomy, science fiction and all things futuristic and this one is ruled by aquarius i love it mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final house is the 12th house um and the zodiac completes with the 12th and final house which is um rules endings this house covers the final stages of a project Tying up loose ends, completions, the afterlife, old age, and surrender. It's also associated with separation from society, institutions, hospitals, jails, hidden agendas, and secret enemies. And it rules the imagination, creativity, arts, film, dance, poetry, journals, in the subconscious mind. And if you've been following along, it's ruled by Pisces. 
So that is the astrological house. And when you get your chart done, you'll have uh, little pieces that touch all of the different parts of the houses. Generally, not everyone touches every single house, but all of us have parts of ourselves that will kind of touch in each of those houses. Guess what? What? As you were reading and yeah. I was listening and learning... You said something that made me wonder how astrology and chakras correlate and work together. Mm -hmm. Because you basically, in one of the houses, um, were bringing up the root chakra. Yeah, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, as you're doing that, I was multitasking. I pulled up a couple things Mm -hmm. that I want to throw in because literally I'm just learning this correlation right now as you brought this up. This is happening in real time. Oh my gosh. So this article, I'm not going to go deep into. I just Mm -hmm. wanted to read the label before I switch over to what chakra goes with what planet. Mm -hmm. And it says astrology and the chakras, two sides of the same coin. Okay. So if you want to get super in depth into it, I'll go ahead and link it because it's from innerself.com. And I think I'm just more like planting the seed so people can go read this on their own and see what resonates to them. Provoking. But I'm provoking you. Um, in a positive way. So what I have found is that the root chakra is um, correlated to Mars. The navel chakra, as it's listed here, mm-hmm. is the planet Mercury. The solar plexus, which is now being said correctly. I like that we went from, okay. So it's sacral chakra, planet Mercury, and then solar plexus is planet Jupiter. I do better when you just literally say the terminology that I know, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to read the Sanskrit because I still need to study more. Um, the heart chakra is Venus. The throat chakra is Saturn, which is actually kind of cool. Um, the third eye is the sun. And do you know what the crown is? It's the moon. Oh. It's the moon. <laughs> so I literally thought that that was so cool that that popped up in my mind. I'm like, what does astrology have to do with chakras and all that fun stuff? So yeah, there's a bunch of articles on here. I did not prepare information on this, so I don't plan on going any further than the descriptions. Mm-hmm. But if anybody's interested, just literally go to Google and type in astrology and chakra correlations and enjoy your rabbit hole. <laughs> Take notes, timestamp, date it. You're going to want to know those times. Uh oh, you just turned Josie. Yeah, I really want to watch my cousin Vinny mm-hmm. lately. <laughs> so like the the scene where she's like, imagine your idea in a forest. Like that is what's coming to mind yeah. when like I channel that voice. <laughs> so um, my biggest thing as a listener of my own podcast, because I love the I love the host and I love um, what I was taught. The Roadhouse is guest perception. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm listening to this. How is this supposed to affect my life? How am, how is this tangible to my evolution and all of that fun stuff? What do I do with this information? What do I do with this information? So I'm trying to think of like more of a relatable story from my past. And the only thing that I can really think of is when like horoscopes came to me. And mm-hmm. I think I was intrigued because like I, I felt it. Mm-hmm. It was the feeling of the mysticism, which mm-hmm. is that spirit science quote that we talked about earlier from our friend Albert Einstein Mm -hmm. but again like what to you like what 
Do you have a story of like how you think astrology has helped you along the way? Like obviously we talked about birth charts, but are birth charts, is it just doing horoscopes and then birth charts? Would birth charts be step two? Or would you recommend someone to just go straight into a birth chart reading? Well, you know, I think for me, um, astrology was kind of a way it was kind of like my first foot in the door when I was trying to find answers when life was confusing. And it's like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know where to go. I feel lost. And let's look at this horoscope and see if it can give me an answer of where should I go? What should I do? How do I fix this? And, you know, it felt safe to look at a horoscope. It didn't, you know, it's like it church isn't like going to damage the hell. Yeah, yeah, because the planets are there. Right. And it's like that horoscopes are okay. Yeah. And so it was like a way to feel okay to like try to find an answer because you feel lost. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, well, if horoscopes are okay and they feel like this answer is okay, it gives it gives me some direction and it, it felt... Um, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, it felt like when you read the horoscope and it's like, um, this is going to happen this month. And you're like, okay, I can, I feel, I feel positive about this outlook. So is right? it like a check-in with yourself, even though you don't really understand like the right, feeling you didn't and know the how emotional to code? to your own intuition. Yeah, your own body. Your own gut. You didn't know how to hear yeah. yourself, right? And yeah. so you could listen to this horoscope and say, okay, I can feel good. I can live another day. I can go forward. And it's like, okay, so that felt good. What can I do next? Okay, well, let's look at a birth chart. What's there? You know, and then, and then so you go to get a birth chart reading and this person tells you these things about what life might have to hold for you because it's all in your birth chart and you're like oh well that sounds amazing I'm gonna have a wonderful life that makes and so sense. then you start diving deeper into these other tools and divination and blah 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 and then you know and so you start looking at tarot and you don't even know that tarot's bad until someone tells you oh that's Satan's tool and you're like oh I didn't mean to touch Satan's tool you know yeah and then you realize it's a bunch of poppycock yeah and then you're just like like oh, uh, okay. the, it's all about intention what <laughs> right. is my intention uh, yeah. and so um I think for me like um Right. It's all about intention. And as long as you hold good intention when you go to these things. um, There's no bad intention in wanting to understand yourself more. Yeah. And And wanting to know how to hear your own voice. I I think for me, that's really the key is like, I really just wanted to know, like, how do I find the answers to what I'm like life feels hard and bad and I don't know how to hear this and I wasn't getting what I needed from the church I was in that doesn't mean the church you're in isn't giving you those answers the church I was in I don't want people to think that like we hate churches and demonize them because we don't there's some amazing churches out there absolutely really great spiritual and religious leaders um but the church I was in wasn't giving me what I needed I was searching Mm -hmm. and um, I do think that horoscope is probably where I first found some of that like searching answers. It kind of is like really grounded. Yeah. As, and, as and it, flighty as people try mm-hmm. to make it, but I mean truly like, wow, it mm-hmm. literally goes back to Mesopotamia. Yeah. And it didn't feel scary. Yeah. You know, it was that's like, what I thought. I'm like, well, I'm an Aquarius. I'm just going to read this paragraph. Yeah. That's and it was like as far as it went this month, look at day 15 and 21. You're going to have amazing days. And I was like, awesome. I'm looking forward to the 15th and the 21st. Yeah, you and know? I've always been skeptical of like, you know, like time stamping stuff. But it, yeah. like if it's uh, like you go to it to like ask a quick, like hold an intention in your mm-hmm. mind and in the paragraph, your answer you will find. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was kind of like that for me. So I would be like struggling. Oh my God. I always struggled with love because mm-hmm. it's all I ever wanted. Of course. So, oh my gosh. I think that's what I like about being married is like I no longer have to struggle with trying to find a man. Right? Oh my God. <laughs> but you can still struggle with love. Like don't let that illusion right? fucking get you. Yeah. Like, oh, we're married. We're always going to be in love. Like, no, bitch. Shit's hard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's still work. It's still work. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. But Sidebar. at least it's not like, does he like me? But that's what I was going me? back to is like, if you're, if you're really young and you have that immature love complex where you're like, oh, I just want to be loved. Mm-hmm. Your gut's telling you this motherfucker needs to get out of your life. Right. So you're like, you go and read your horoscope and the horoscope's like, in the matters of love, if you feel that you need to break away from a connection that is no longer serving you anymore, it's best for you to believe in yourself and know that you need to leave that motherfucker. Right. You know, like, it's just like, you go, you go in there with like, please fix this issue for me. Right. And the horoscope literally mirrors your intuition back to you is what I found. Mm -hmm. Now I had a friend who's also an Aquarius that we've known for fucking ever. And I would randomly text him his horoscope because it's my horoscope, but he's a dude and I'm a girl Mm -hmm. and we have different chemicals and we enter, we interpret it differently. And if the top paragraph was meant for me, maybe the bottom paragraph was meant for him, Mm -hmm. but it was really good for us to just be a little soundboard and compare notes to each other. And this kid is skeptical about everything. One Oh freaking one. He's also one of the most beautiful souls I've ever met. And he's kind of super gullible sometimes. So I understand where his skepticism comes in so he can protect himself. Mm -hmm. Super cute. I understand. I would send it to him all the time and he would just be like, Whoa, I don't understand how this actually resonates with me. Like, I just don't get it because to him, everything was so generic because there are millions of Aquariuses. Right. You know, and we didn't, we didn't study astrology. We just read the horoscopes. Right. So over the years, however many times that we would giggle about sending horoscopes, me sending horoscopes to him, he would just be like, I still don't know where I stand on that because like they made sense to me, but like they're still like generic, you know? And there's some like, honestly, like some horoscopes you come across that you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That could be for anybody. Mm -hmm. But there were some that you read that you're like, that is me. And I think my jump from astrology to birth chart was it's kind of like reading a tarot or watching a tarot reading where she does a collective reading. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, I just want you to tap into me specifically so I can hone in on what I should be working on right now. So Thank you for telling me that because that is when I was like, well, how does astrology affect our life? And for somebody who hasn't been into it or is kind of curious, what's it going to do for me in my everyday life? Mm -hmm. And it says studies show that astrology can greatly influence and even validate a person's self-concept as well as increase their certainty about their personal attributes. In short, the ruminative nature of astrology encourages self-reflection enabling individuals to understand themselves and their environment more clearly. Mm -hmm. Understanding your environment more clearly and understanding yourself means bringing a greater awareness. I know you're going to love this next sentence. The flowering of human consciousness. (laughs) And then, you know, pathway to pathway, like you build that awareness, you heal your traumas, Mm -hmm. you have a little fun along the way because the destination is not the end goal. The journey Mm -hmm. is where it lies. Right. So again, we've just found another really, really cool tool 
to help us that goes all the way back to the origin of the all. Right. And I fucking love it. Yeah. I love astrology. Mm -hmm. I love Tegan's interpretation of it. Mm -hmm. I want to have her and Melanie come back on together Mm -hmm. because the way that they talk to each other and bound like the soundboard in them is just so amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, But the way that she's able to articulate things like, oh, before I forget the North Node, right, that I told Mm -hmm. you about. Mm hmm. So this came up randomly on a post the other day and I had to screenshot it because I felt like it was my new rabbit hole because Tegan and I are getting ready to do my birth chart Mm -hmm. and I'm super stoked because I've had two in my life and I've never um, felt more connected to someone that's going to do my birth chart than her. Like Mm -hmm. her knowledge, the way that she breaks it down, super grounded. And you're just like, oh, that makes so much sense. And it even like validates some some way of like how I feel with retrogrades and solar flares coming up. Mm -hmm. Because I know that I am affected by the planets Mm -hmm. and the water and the moon and all of that stuff. So I'm far past the skepticism, basically. But when I thought about going back into my birth chart again, I haven't had my birth chart read since three weeks before my Akashic remembering. Mm. Right. So um, I got the birth chart reading, got punched in the dick by a lovely woman named Teresa. (laughs) And I I have the paper, but I didn't know what to do with the information. And she already knew that she was breaking me. So she said, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to put this away in a safe place. And when like you're called, like you see it flash in your mind or she's like, go back to it later because there's a lot of things that we uncovered today and they're going to come up from the surface and you're kind of not going to, you're not going to want to understand them. It's a little traumatizing at first. Like at least like this is my birth chart reading. I don't want to scare anybody out of it. But the stuff that that woman told me that was sitting in these houses based Mm -hmm. on planetary alignments. Right. From the time I was born. Right. Blew my mind. Right. So meeting Tegan and having someone want to take the time to explain why this house does this, what this sign actually means, like Leo on your ascension line, like truly like that's what I'm here for. Like I just get to sit and study all of these things all day long. So North Node is something that came up on a reading on one of my favorite readers on YouTube. And I have probably four readers that I read or that I watch because all of they're all talking about the same thing and they don't know each other. Mm -hmm. They're not going out and like being like, Oh, I watched gypsy cowgirls video today. So I'm going to go talk about that same thing. Right. It's all like, it just proves energy to me. They all read cards differently. They, so I'm like, I'm learning from all of them. So this was a post from gypsy cowgirl tarot on her YouTube. And she said, a lot of people have been asking her about what the North node means. Because it also said that um, the North Node is in Taurus and it's been this way since January 2022. She's adorable. She says all of this means juicy stuff. (laughs) So it says your North Node is your karmic direction. It is the lighthouse that points the way towards your destiny. Your North Node is part of what your soul wants to experience and learn in this lifetime. Your North Node and Incarnation work together. So North Node actually translates to true North. So it's like where you want to head. 
It's where you want to head from a soul origin, not an egotistical Cheyenne wants to go this way. Mm -hmm. It's my soul's path. My soul's true purpose so like is purpose. to go this way. My purpose is to go this way. Oh, and when you study, so you need to know that. And when you study this house and mm -hmm. Tegan breaks this down for you, like she knows, like I'm obsessed with getting my karma in check. Mm -hmm. Like, let's not make any new right let's and let's <laughs> clean up the old right and it really is an incubus song like mm -hmm. it's called karma come back you're welcome I have a good freaking day node, like right now and that's what i yeah. thought when i read the post because <laughs> yeah i was literally just scrolling and i was like north node like and it's big and it's bold and in your face yeah. when i started reading it if there's anything about karma written anywhere i'll read about it yeah and that's how i felt and i text tegan the screenshots immediately and i was like i know we're hanging out tomorrow so please 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 <laughs> explain to me how i can use use the information from my north node on my birth chart to propel me further into my journey mm -hmm. you know because we always have times where we're like is it time to study or is it time for action right and i'm in the middle little bit of both mm -hmm. we're wrapping up season three recording to get it all out because right. we have a bunch of new announcements we want to get to everybody season four. Season four. and you know also i know i haven't been to a show since incubus and kaleo mm -hmm. but i have a couple coming up yeah and I have a backlog of concert footage that I haven't been able to get out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, everybody, for sticking with us today again. I think we're doing really good. I think this might be the shortest info episode, unless I don't quit talking. Um, but thank you so much for hanging out with us. As always, we end the episode with uh, my pick of music. And I decided to intuitively pick music out for the episodes last night at 1230. And I was in such a fun flow insomniatic state. I almost did not go to bed. <laughs> I and, I, and I'm glad that I did because we were at the studio early this morning. But just going through all the songs and being like, okay, guys, help me pick out a song. Like, how do we want to pair this? What do we want to say? How do I want to, how do I want to feel as the guest? You know, what beat do I want to send me away? And I found one. I'm really excited to show you. I'm excited to hear it. But before I show you, I have to tell you that my bestie Kelly Catastrophe is also the sponsor through her concert photography company, Vitality Exposed. So when you're done with this episode, please scroll down. I have included every freaking clickable link that I can think of <laughs> to get you the fastest, most direct access to everything we are talking about. All of the references on our episodes are going to be on our website. We will not be putting those in the descriptions on Spotify, iHeart, all of our friends. We're not going to do that. What you're going to find in the descriptions is a summary that I can best come up with after editing three hours of content <laughs> just so you know what you're in for i'm going to put the playlists for all of the seasons that you can click immediately i have the sponsors listed and their links so you can go to them immediately anybody that we mention in the episode like if we just happen to say gene keys and human design i'm gonna go ahead and make sure that you can go and click Gene Key's website and Human Design website. And again, my biggest passion is getting music in the hands of people immediately and helping out my musical friends through promoting them and telling people how much I love them. So each individual track that is ended on the episode, you can literally scroll down and it'll say, 
you know, Heart Shade Box by Neovi is our theme song. And there's the link. You click it, you download the song. It's in your library immediately. And you get to hear it all the time. And you get to hear it all the time. <laughs> but I'm not going to set you up to go search for it yourself. I have done all the work for you. The only thing you need to do is love the fucking song and hit the fucking song and download <laughs> the motherfucking song and build that playlist and then share it with your friend. Because all the music that I show you is supposed to make you feel good. It's supposed to wake you up. And it's supposed to dance you into that next episode. I want you to stick with us. I want you to know you're safe. And I also want you to know how much I love music. <laughs> so today I picked a Neovi track. Um, I have a feeling that I'll probably just play every one of his tracks um, till the end of time. But today I picked At The End, and it actually comes in on a little bit of the chorus, so feel free to hit the link in the description of the individual track that's sponsored by Vitality Exposed, and enjoy. Turn this up. Hit the subwoofer. Turn the bass up. Roll the windows down. You ready for this? I'm ready. Right. I want to hear it. Let's okay. go. Let's do it. Well, And I've been home 